I got to punctuate it. I said I loved your shirt, but behind your back I said I hate it. The lightning strike me down if I lied, me no one be around when my tongue's untied. Everybody says it's okay, all the little things I say with my big fat mouth. La 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 That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, welcome everybody. We're so glad that you're here. If you're first time guest with us here today, we're so glad that you chose to join us and, and got up and came in on this snowy morning. Thanks so much for being part of our church family today. Uh, for those of you who are regular attenders, welcome back as well. We're so glad you're here. For those of you watching online, we want to welcome you especially this morning, uh, wherever you are, if you're listening in your car or at your house, wherever you're at, welcome and thanks for being part of our church family today. And welcome to all of you to part one of my big fat mouth. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever said something that you wish you could take back? Yeah, yeah. I have plenty of times. And any time that I do, I think of two people. Uh, Brian Regan, who's a comedian, and the actor Jim from The Office. Uh, and uh, let me tell you why. Because when I say something, I think of Brian Regan who does a skit. And in the skit he says, you know when you say something that you shouldn't say and you immediately think, oh no. You know, and then he goes and he, and he tries to do what we all wish we could do and pluck the invisible words out of the air and just shove them back into his mouth, right? And, and I just, in my mind, I'm like, anytime I say something, I'm immediately like, oh, you know, trying to, trying to get them to, to come back into my mouth because I know that they don't belong out of my mouth. Uh, so I think of that, or I'll think of the character Jim on the, from the TV show, The Office. He, one time he came out of the, the conference room and he said something to the whole office that they did not like. And so in response, he, he uh, took his words and he rewound them in imitating a uh, rewinding cassette tape. So he goes, right? Uh, so if you don't think of either of those two things, maybe you think of a truck backing up uh, into the hole to fill in the hole that you just dug with your words. And that sound is just simply beep, 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 right? You know, if you're married, you know what that's all about right there, right? Yeah, so we've all said some things that we wished we could take back. And the reason is our words have power. Our words have power. In fact, the scripture tells us that in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, we see this. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So our words have the power to bring life or death. Our words have the power to build people up or tear people down. They have that power. It's significant power. And the way we use our words matters tremendously. And the question that I'd like, I'd like to ask today that, that I want us to be thinking about through the rest of this series is, what do we want to be known for? What do we want to be known for? Do we want to be known as people who speak life or as people who speak death? Now, the challenge for us is we will always be prone to speak death. And the reason for that, there are two reasons. The reason, number one, is that, number one, it's just easier and we can avoid personal responsibility. So it's easier for us just to say, hey, man, did you hear what so-and-so said? Or, man, I hate whenever I have to come into work and do this thing, you know, or, or whether it's lying, whatever it is, 
We, we use our words in ways that are negative because it's easier. And then we don't have to re- take responsibility for our lives. So, so that's the first reason. The second reason, that, um, the second reason that we like to fall into this and we're prone to this is because it gives us the illusion of power over other people. So not only is it easier, and not only do we not have to take responsibility for our own selves, but it gives us the illusion that we actually have power over other people. So the things that we say that we wish we could take back, typically then, fall into four categories. Gossip, criticism, complaining, or lying. And so as we look across our lives throughout this series, we're going to break each of these down, and we're going to go to God's Word, and we're going to see what God's Word has to say about those four particular categories. And we're going to learn how to avoid speaking death and, and begin to speak life over people because we, as followers of Jesus, need to be life speakers, never death speakers. We want to be life speakers. So today we're going to open our Bible and see what, the God, uh, see what God has to say about this wonderful thing called gossip. And so if you would, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to pull it out. If you don't have a Bible, but you have a Bible app, turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. Uh, and if you uh, don't have either of those things, that's fine. You, it'll be up on the screen for you. But I want to take a moment and ask you to take out your notes. I want to encourage you through the four weeks of this series to take these notes, fill them in, and put them wherever you'll see them every day. Okay, so, so take that time, invest that time, so that when you get up, because there's going to be one of these four things, gossip, complaining, criticism, or lying, where you're going to go, that's me, right? And so I want you to take those things, fill these things in so that you have an opportunity to put God's Word in front of your face every day, and I'm going to do this too, so that we can learn uh, how to lean on Him and not on ourselves. So Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. Here's what it says. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Now, I want to ask you a question. Think about your favorite candy. Don't you love your favorite candy? It just tastes good. Like, even right now, you probably like, yep, I can taste that butterfinger in my mouth right now. Right? Candy tastes awesome. And it's so good. And, and in fact, I have some right here, conveniently. My, some of my favorite candy are M&M's. M&M's are so good. Like the three main Kahuna M&M's, regular M&M's, peanut M&M's, and peanut butter M&M's, all came from heaven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know, and, and they're so good. Although I heard this morning that there's a Canadian M&M they call a Smarty, which I can't translate that. Um, but it, I guess it's good. Yeah, Craig's got his thumbs up back there. So he's going to bring me some, even though he says he won't make it here because he'll eat them all. Um, <laughs> so Craig's got his. He can taste that right now. Do you have yours? Right? So we, we love these dainty little morsels, right? And the thing is, if I put this in my mouth right now, it would be rude to eat in front of all of you. Um, but it would also be rude to myself to only eat one. So... <laughs> And that's, right, that's what happens, right? We love the way they taste, and, and so we, 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 we eat one, and then what do we do? Right? Come on. Now, don't act like you don't do this at home. I know. I know you. You're just like me, right? You got that handful. Now, some of you are polite, and you only eat four at a time, but you're still right in there, right? They're dainty little morsels, and they taste good, but let me ask you a question. Is candy healthy? 
no. It's yes. Somebody said yes. Thanks for being bold right there. Thank you. Thank you. I wish it was, but every book that I've ever read, and I've tried to find every book that I can, says candy is not healthy. It's not good for us. In fact, if we binge on it, it'll make us sick. And what the scripture teaches us is that gossip is just exactly like this dainty little morsel. That once we pop it in our mouth, it's really hard to stop. And then we start taking handfuls, and then all of a sudden we're getting sick. But the problem is, with gossip, it's not our stomachs that get sick. It's actually our hearts that get sick. Because gossip is a dainty little morsel that sinks deep into our hearts. So here's the thing we have to understand. Gossip is both unhealthy and ungodly. In fact, gossip betrays trust and hurts everyone involved. Now that's the take-home point for today. That's the one thing I hope that you'll walk out of here knowing today. That gossip betrays trust and hurts everyone involved. Now think about that. Right? Friends share details of their lives together. Right? If, not, if, they, if they didn't do that, they wouldn't be friends. But close friends share close details of their lives together. So when a friend shares a detail of their life and then hears it come back through somebody else who's not that friend that they told, guess what? That friend feels betrayed because trust has been broken. That's what gossip does. Gossip betrays trust and hurts every person involved. And it hurts three specific people. And we're going to look at those people right now. The first person that gossip hurts is the person that it's spoken about. Now, Pastor Craig Rochelle says, everything that is said should be true, but not everything true must be said. So the gossip, when it's spoken, it hurts the person it's spoken about. Look what Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Gossip ruins relationships because trust is broken, right? So when that friend hears that, that uh, news coming back to him, that information coming back to him or her from somebody else, that trust is broken. And man, it's really hard to regain that trust because gossip at its core, this is what gossip is. Gossip is sharing something about someone with someone else without permission. Okay, let me say that again. Gossip is sharing something about someone with someone else, without permission. That's what gossip is, and gossip breaks trust. It hurts the relationship of the person uh, who received that information. So gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. And even if it's true, it still hurts that person. Because probably it was information they didn't want getting out, but they needed to tell somebody. So number two, gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the listener. Look at Proverbs 17.4. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Now, what we permit in our lives, we promote. What we permit, we promote. Right? All of us has a culture in our life. We have a family culture, we have a work culture, and we actually have a personal culture. And if we receive gossip as a listener and we listen to it in our lives, we're actually promoting that practice. And therefore, we're promoting a, a, a thing that God says is not healthy, something that brings death. It speaks death over people. 
And we don't want to live that way. We want to be life speakers. We don't want to be death speakers. So what we permit, we promote. So how are, how, how are we going to deal with some of these things? As a listener, we're receiving that stuff into our ears, and, and then we begin to lower our standards when we receive it to the one who betrayed the trust of their friend. So gossip actually hurts the listener. The third person that gossip hurts is the speaker. Look at Proverbs 25, 9 and 10. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. You see, when we gossip, we damage our reputation. We become known as a gossip, and a gossip is simply a person who's untrustworthy. Why? Because somebody who gossips about somebody breaks that trust and therefore is, becomes known as an untrustworthy person. And, and at, the more people that that happens with, the, the bigger that reputation grows. And gossip causes people to be known as gossips, as untrustworthy people. So it actually hurts the person who spoke the gossip to the other person. Gossip, though it's a dainty morsel, it ruins lives, and it's not worth the risk. So, what can we do to stop? Well, I want to share with you three specific steps that we can take that will stop us from gossiping. Number one, guard your ears. Guard your ears. Proverbs 20 verse 12 says, Ears to hear and eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. You see, God gave us our senses to, to enjoy Him, to enjoy everything that He's created. He's, he's given this to us to enjoy our smells, our, our, what we hear, beautiful music, the, the creation that He's given us that we can see with our eyes, the taste of chicken, you know. <laughs> he's given us those things to enjoy. And yet gossip uses the senses to do something that is not good, not healthy, not what God intended. You see, it's not glorious. Gossip is gruesome, not glorious. And God wants us to participate with Him and enjoy Him and His presence and live like Him as a life speaker. So we need to guard our ears. And here's a helpful question that we can ask that will help us whenever we begin to hear some gossip coming into our ears. Here's the question. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Not only is this question a good check for us, but it also is a really helpful question to the person who's speaking. And the reason is because that person may be in such a habit that they don't even know why they're doing it. They just know that they just do it because it's a habit. So we can help them by saying, why are you telling me this. Now, I know some of you in here right now, you're going, that sounds really good, but I think they'll probably punch me in the face if I say that. Okay? I get it. So, here's, an, here's another question you can ask that's kind of in the same vein. And that question is this. Put the responsibility back on them and say, have you talked to so-and-so about this? Have you talked to so-and-so about this? And, and what that does is it points actually back to what Jesus tells us to do when we are in conflict with one another. Here's what he said, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. 
If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So Jesus said, when you have a conflict with somebody, go talk to them, resolve the conflict, and then you, you guys both win. Now, gossip might not be something that directly hurts us or causes us pain, but going directly to the person and, and either figuring out the truth or speaking honestly to that person is the right response because that's what Jesus told us to do. So we must guard our ears. That's the first step if we want gossip to stop with us. Here's the second step that we can take. Close your mouth. Close your mouth. Proverbs 21, 23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. And I know some of you parents are going to go home to your teenagers and put this, paste this up in their room right now, aren't you? Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Would you say it with me right now? Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. If we will internalize this truth, we will not have a problem with gossip. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. But even if we, if we do uh, begin to hear some gossip, and we then receive that into us, then we are tempted to speak that gossip. Here's a question that will help us stay in check, and that question is this. Would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I were not around? Would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I were not around? And if the answer to that question is no, then keep your mouth shut. Right? If we don't want people talking about us, then we shouldn't talk about them. In fact, Jesus actually told us it's the golden rule. What did he say? He said this, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. So if you don't want people talking about how, what you're wearing and how you're smelling today and that car that you drive, right, then don't talk about what they're wearing, how they're smelling, and what they're driving, right? If you, if you don't talk about those things, then guess what? Most people won't even talk to you about it. Keep your mouth shut, right? That's what we need to do. You see, Jesus' followers don't propagate foolishness, which is exactly what gossip is. It's foolishness. So I want to help us today. We're going to practice this. On the count of three, keep your mouth shut. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, no, 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 no. You're keeping your mouth shut. You're not saying it. Wow, this service needs some extra prayer today. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ready? We're going to keep our mouth shut. We're not going to say it. All right, here we go. One, two, three. That's allowed. Okay. Very good. See, it's not that hard, right? It's not that hard. We can do it. You're already winning. You failed the first time. You won the second. Okay? That's what, it, that's what it's all about. Get up and, and keep going. Right? Okay, number three. Step number three. Check your heart. Jesus said, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. So a helpful question to ask is, why do I want to share this information? Why do I want to share this information? Asking this question reminds us to check the desires of our hearts. You see, our problem isn't really our big fat mouths. Our problem is actually our sin-stained hearts. And if we're struggling with gossip, it's, it's an internal problem. It's not 
an external problem. It's not a problem with our mouth. It's a problem with our hearts. And, and Jesus knew that. But the most incredible thing about Jesus is that Jesus has already overcome gossip. In fact, Jesus did what we could not do. Jesus lived a life that we could not live. He met God's standard. Those, things, those sayings that, that Solomon said in Proverbs, Jesus fulfilled all of those things. Jesus never gossiped about people. Now, Jesus did go directly to people and tell them they were wrong, right? But most of those people were the religious leaders who thought they knew God and actually were trying to take possession of what God has. So Jesus had to rebuke them, but he never did that behind their backs. He did that to their face. Jesus never gossiped. So he did what we can't do. He met that standard of God. He lived the life that that we couldn't live, and he did that in every other area as well. He, He met God's perfect standard. And then Jesus went to the cross, and Jesus died a death that we should have died. Jesus died in our place for all of the stupid things that Brad French has ever said and all of the invisible words that I wanted to pluck out of the air and shove back into my mouth. Jesus died for that. So that I could receive his forgiveness for that sin. And then Jesus was buried. And three days later, Jesus was raised back to life again, overcoming sin and death forever. Now able to give us this brand new life. The life that he lived, he can give to us. So that we, the Apostle Paul says, put it on like a garment. And when we put it on like a garment, then we're welcomed into God's family. And we do that by believing in Jesus. And when we receive him into our lives. But the most incredible thing about receiving that life is that we're not left alone. Jesus said he was going to send a helper, a, a helper, a counselor, who was going to help us when we need, when we need it. And, and what that counselor does, he has a specific role. He's to help us by reminding us of what Jesus said. And so we are able to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life gossip-free. We get a new heart, and that heart for Jesus is one that can overcome gossip. You might think it's impossible, and it is in your own power and in my own power, but in the power of God, in the life of Jesus, it is completely possible. So we must check our hearts if we're to overcome gossip. You see, gossip claims, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel proclaims that I am weak, but he is strong. We are weak, but we have a Savior who is stronger than any of our weakness. And here's the truth. If I can talk about someone else's problem, I don't have to talk about my problem. So you see, when we gossip, we actually, we're avoiding personal responsibility because we know we have problems somewhere else. We're all sinners and and we're all in need of a Savior. But we'll only overcome our issues in light of the gospel. And then once we do that, we can then help people take next steps. You see, Jesus actually said, before you try to help somebody, make sure you take that two by four out of your eye. Right? Right? 
before you try to take the speck out of somebody else's eye, take that two by four out of your eye so that you can actually help them. And what Jesus means is this. If you're struggling with gossip, then you, know, you, you can't really try to help somebody else overcome gossip until you deal with that issue in your life. Right? And so as we're moving forward in our lives, as we're taking next steps, once we deal with these issues, then we can come in and we can encourage people. We can help people and we can speak life over people. So let me ask you the question again. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Life or death? I choose life. Like imagine if people came to you because you were such an encourager, right? Like, oh, I cannot wait to get around Tommy because he is just such an encouraging guy, right? Or, or, or somebody comes in and they're like, you know, just being around you makes me happy. And, and I don't know why that is, but, you know, I guess it's because you never say anything really mean to me and everybody else does. So thank you so much. What if we were known as that kind of people where we spoke life over our families and our friends and our communities, our workplaces, our schools? What if we spoke life instead of death? Do you know what a brilliant light that is in a dark and discouraged world. We can be that in the power of Jesus. And my prayer is that we will be that wherever we go. But if we want to do that, we have to leave this life of gossip behind. So if you're in here today and you want to be a life speaker, from this day forward, as they say in marriage ceremonies, from this day forward, you're going to be a life speaker not a death speaker. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? I want to pray for you today. Yeah, all around the room. Thank you. I want to pray for you right now that God will empower you with his spirit to speak life over your families, friends, and communities. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for those who were bold and raised their hands and said, I want to be a life speaker. Today, God, I pray that you would empower them with your Holy Spirit, that you would fill them right now, that you will remind them when they begin to hear some gossip, when they begin to maybe even let it come into their heart, that you will bring these things into our mind that will help us to stop it because we want the buck to stop with us. So today, God, we pray that you will lead us on from this point forward to be life speakers in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're in here today and for the very first time you want to commit your life to Jesus, I'm going to pray for you as well right now. And I'm just going to ask you in your heart to pray what I'm praying out loud. And, and I want you to make a commitment um, to Jesus because if you want to leave a life of gossip and betrayal behind and you've not committed your life to Jesus, it's, you're not going to be able to overcome it. But in the power of Jesus, you can. Now, you can take some steps, but I want you to take the full step of following Jesus and receiving that power in your life. So if you want to pray that with me, I'm going to ask you right now to pray this in your heart. So everybody, if you would, close your eyes and pray with me. And if you want to receive Jesus, just pray this in your heart. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and that I need you. I'm screwed up. I gossip. I complain. I lie. But I need a Savior in my life who lived the life I couldn't live. Father, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you lived that life, that you died a death I should have died, and that you were raised back to life again, and that I can take hold of this new life in you right now by believing in you. And so I, I believe you and all that you've done for me. And God, I confess my sin to you, and I commit my life to you right now. And I love you, 
and I thank you for saving me right now in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, I'm so thankful that you did that, and I want to welcome you to the family. Um, we're so glad, and they're celebrating in heaven right now because of that, and that's such an incredible step that you just took, and one that's extremely important if we're going to get control of our big, fat mouths. So all of us together can take this next step as a first step toward a gossip-free life, and here it is. I will deal directly with people this week. I will deal directly with people this week. Now imagine what it will be like when we do this. This is what Jesus told us to do. Imagine the freedom that we will have. Because we won't have it hanging over our heads. Oh, I got to talk to that person. I got to talk to that person. I got to talk to that person. Just go talk to that person. And then once we talk to that person, that stress is relieved. That anxiety is gone. And we can live a life as an encourager, as a life speaker. And when we go talk to people, we don't speak death to them. We speak life to them. So let's go out of here today and live as life speakers. Let's pray again. Jesus, thank you that you encourage us to do what you did, to speak life over people, to give life to people. And God, right now, I just pray that you would empower all of us, God, to live like Jesus, to deal directly with people this week, that we can leave gossip behind. We want to worship you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen.